as far north as Marauder's Arch, as far south as Booty Isle, as far east as Ruby's Fall, and as far west as Mermaid's Hideaway, Pirate Talk Radio proudly presents the most in-your-face Sea of Thieves podcast on the waves, and now broadcasting from his mother's basement, the biggest idiot to ever pick up a cutlass, your host, Davram! Pirate Talk Radio. This is episode 106, and I hope you all are doing well. Um, I've been on stream recently, and I've been getting some messages from uh, some folks uh, about that. I went to um, Extra Life United Children's Miracle uh, Network Hospitals Week uh, down in Orlando a couple weeks ago, and then I got back and I immediately started uh, prep for a volunteer work concert that I do. I do lighting design and engineering on the side, uh, and I immediately started designing and getting lights and things loaded in and set it up for that, uh, and uh, <laughs> ran into a ridiculous amount of issues from software to corruption to power issues to lights not playing. It's just, it's just been a mess. It has literally been a mess the past, uh, the, 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 the past about week and a half um, or so. But don't worry. Uh, streams are going to be coming back uh, this week, particularly if, if you're listening to this. Uh, and you'll notice that Pirate Talk Radio is a little late uh, this episode. Uh, and again, that is literally because I've been away. When I booted up my PC to record this episode, um, I still had last episode um, open in my audio editor and I still had the, um, buzzsprout website where the podcast is hosted open. And since it hadn't been refreshed, it still said that last episode was still pending. So literally, if that tells you how much I've been on my PC the past week and a half, that is literally zero. <laughs> um, because everything was still based on what I had done, um, in the previous, uh, the, the previous, uh, uh, recording and stuff like that. So it's been a mess. It's been a mess, <clears throat> but we'll be back on some stream schedules going to be a little iffy until the second week of May. Um, once this concert's over, um, but I am, I checked yesterday and my cell phone reception is actually pretty decent inside of the venue. So I'm going to try, I, I make zero promises based on time, um, and also quality based on mobile, uh, service, but I'm going to try to do streams of rehearsals and things like that. Probably not streams where I'm talking a whole lot cause I'll be focused on the design, but, uh, you can get a little behind the scenes look, um, at what I do, um, on the side besides my main job and streaming and stuff like that. So uh, I'm going to try to do that uh, again. It all just depends on a lot of different things. So, uh, but we will be uh, doing some streams this week. Uh, we'll be doing some, some minor, maybe minor streams the week uh, next week, which is the week of the concert, lots of long uh, dress rehearsals. So, um, but it should be a good show. Um, it's, it's a high school percussion ensemble. Now I know a lot of people are like, ew, high school band type thing. Trust me. I was in this group, uh, 20, Jesus, 2000. So 23 years ago, my first year in this group, this group has traveled to Russia, all over the United States. 
um, just everywhere performing. They're an absolutely outstanding group, uh, mixed between classical uh, percussion tunes and uh, uh, classic rock. Uh, got some sticks this year. Um, got some Motley Crue this year. Um, got some Edgar Winter this year. Got some uh, Rush this year going on. Uh, some really good tunes. Um, and uh, we have a guest artist, a guest drummer this year, uh, Nate Morton. He is the house drummer for The Voice. So really excited to meet Nate. Really excited to sit down. So please, uh, if you haven't done so already, go over to twitch.tv slash Davram. Hit that follow button. And hopefully, so long as mobile um, plays well, um, we'll get some behind the scenes. And maybe I'll even stream the concert itself um, next Friday and Saturday evening. So. Apologies for all you UK folks um, and all you Europe folks and your Australian folks and folks that are not in the United States. Concert does start at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time next week, so it'll be late. And again, can't promise the uh, the whole Twitch stream will even work on mobile uh, for that. But we'll try. We'll try. Um, other thing, other cool news. Um, I, I don't look at uh, stats and stuff a, a whole lot Um um, on, on like YouTube and stuff, but I just noticed we are at 91 subscribers over on the pirate talk radio, uh, YouTube at a hundred. We get to actually get the name, uh, youtube.com slash pirate talk radio. So, uh, if you haven't went over, and even if you listen to this on, on your podcasting apps, if you haven't went over and hit that subscribe button on the pirate talk radio channel on YouTube, please do. Um, because as soon as we get to a hundred, uh, we're able to get that URL makes it easier for people to find, um, and stuff like that. So, so if you haven't done, uh, so please, please go over there and check that out. Also want to send out, um, some thank yous as well. Um, J S S J 7516, um, comments and, and talks a lot on the YouTubes. So I really appreciate, uh, really appreciate the engagement there. Um, also got some good, uh, comments from John, cuts i'm assuming uh thank you john um some really good uh, uh comments from connie uh 3051 um thank you for the comments on the youtubes and marsupio sam Mar- Mars- marsupio sam 4201 uh thank you as well for the comments on the youtube i appreciate it and specifically that you are a good pirate and know how to properly take kegs and when to properly take kegs out of the vaults. I did check uh, on the old uh, podcast reviews, no new reviews um, recently. The last one was actually quite comical, but it wasn't a positive one, which is fine. I read them all anyways, um, but it was quite comical. Um, several of the Apple podcasts. I'm not everyone's cup of tea. Okay. I get it. Uh, but also if you haven't done so already, please do hit the review on your podcasting app, uh, service. Um, if there is one, I know on Apple podcasts, there is, that's the big one. Uh, please hit that five stars. Uh, please tell me what you like about the show. Um, 
please. It really does mean a lot. I do listen to those or read those. I do read the YouTube comments. I might not respond to all of them, um, but I'm going to try to do a better job of calling out thank yous for those folks who do drop the five-star ratings, four-star ratings, say something nice, the nice comments on the YouTube. I'm going to try to do more of that. Um, I've, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts recently because there's been a lot of driving to and from uh, the concert venue. Uh, and that was something nice that I picked up on a couple podcasts. They, they throw out the thank yous to different folks along with the patrons. So uh, I'm going to try to start doing a little bit more of that because you guys do mean the world to me. Uh, I know my content isn't always everyone's cup of tea. So those folks who do tune in each and every week, who do drop the comments, who do drop the reviews, who send me emails, who join the discord and all that fun stuff. I really, really appreciate each and every one of you and the time it takes not only to listen, but to drop your comments and the love out there. I also want to send out a special uh, thank you and congratulations, really. Uh, Blade X Life in the Discord. Blade drops a lot of great pictures from his sailing, um, but more so, Blade just got a really, really nice commendation here. Commendation Unlock Grade 5 Legendary Thief. So congratulations, Blade, um, on that. I know that's a, that's a really lovely uh, title that you get there um, and a really awesome uh, commendation to, to to finally achieve in adventure. So if you want to pop over to the game Legion discord and drop your sea of thieves pictures, I do check them out and all your comments. Uh, I try to be as active as possible in the discord. Uh, we are a small discord, but we are growing and we've got a lot of great people. there, always looking to sail. So if you have an urge to sail and need some crew, uh, please come over to the game Legion discord links of all this stuff are in the show notes. And now the special thank yous. The amazing thank yous, the thank yous to the folks that go above and beyond just listening, just joining the discord, just leaving comments, literally people who are using their hard earned money each and every month to help support the content. Thank you to the illustrious, glorious, and notorious patrons of Pirate Talk Radio and Davler, Davrim TV, Skamelt666, Lane, and Regis Stella. Thank you all very much for continuing your support each and every month uh, for this content. I really do appreciate it. And if anyone would like to come on and join the amazing patrons, Patreon.com slash Davram TV monthly subscriptions with perks start as low as $1 a month. And it goes really far to making sure that I can keep uh, all the sound equipment and all that stuff updated, repaired, you know, things break all the time. Um, not because I slam my fists on the desk because I get angry at hit rag or that stuff. No, things just wear out. And some of my equipment is aging and, uh, and I will have to upgrade soon. Um, so, uh, that money goes a long way to keeping the, the lights on, if you will, in the podcast. And we've got some, you know, pretty lights, even though these are inexpensive ones, but hopefully the new studio will be up and running, um, by the end of the concert, I've got a, a whole week off coming up, um, for the rehearsals. Uh, and my hope is that when I'm not down at rehearsals and working at the stage that I could put my nose to the grindstone as it were, and finish up the new Davram TV pirate talk radio studio, because, uh, we've got, uh, you know, see a thieves fest coming up, but I won't be there, but we've got Fest of Legends coming up, or Feast of Legends coming up um, in June, and uh, I'm going to be hosting Captain Logan here at my house, so it'd be cool 
to get the uh, studio up and running and do a in-person podcast in the new studio. So thank you very much again for everyone supporting in every which way that you do. Let's get in to some, some, some Sea of Thieves stuff, right? Some Sea of Thieves stuff. Now, this is the cliche thing to say. I've been listening. I listened to several Sea of Thieves podcasts. Uh, I watch a lot of Sea of Thieves content. Um, but the, the, the cliche thing that I keep hearing is there's not a whole lot going on in Sea of Thieves right now. Um, and in terms of just news and, and bringing you new stuff, it's kind of true. Um, but I would say the absolute opposite. There's a lot going on in Sea of Thieves right now. Not necessarily new adventures. Not necessarily, uh, you know, we're gearing up for the the next mystery, um, which uh, Joe Neat had some interesting things to say on the official Sea of Thieves uh, podcast, which we'll talk about here uh, in a little bit. Um, but there's a lot going on um, because the servers are a lot more alive now um, because of the quality of life things that we saw in um, uh, season nine. And I hope that continues. I really hope that continues. I think it was a very good update. Um, I think it addressed a lot. We've had our secondary update now to it, um, which got some more tweaks and stuff in there. And we're going to continue to see this uh, throughout the rest of season nine, I think, as we continue to see more and more quality of life, more and more back in the oven, if you will, fixing of the game with things um, that have been overlooked or been needing a bit of love and work over the past five years of sea of thieves. Um, but one thing I want to, to kind of talk about is this idea of quantity versus quality, right? That is, that is always something that, that game studios, regardless um, of, of the game really have to think about, right? They really have to weigh their quantity versus quality when it comes to their development. And it really rings true with live service games. And we're going to talk about what, uh, uh, how sea of thieves, in my opinion, compares to some other live service games, uh, here near the end. But when we look at quantity and quality, Sea of Thieves is very divided in this. Um, and by that, I mean, when you look at the vocal minorities, and I always like to call out vocal minorities because people who are raging on Twitter, people who are cheering on Twitter, people on Facebook and TikTok and, and, and Reddit and all that stuff, that's a minority of the amount of total players uh, that are playing Sea of Thieves at any given moment. And unfortunately, those folks are very vocal, and that's what the rare staff sees. And I've seen a lot of mixed reviews with Season 9. Some people are absolutely, like myself, um, are absolutely in love with it. I love that they're going back and cleaning things up. I'm loving that they're making some balance changes with the world events, making the seas feel more alive and a a, a more reason to go out and do these world events, do a fort because it doesn't take you as long anymore. And if you're a solo player, you have now have more opportunities to do those world events because they're geared towards crew size and not ship or not a general level of difficulty where if you go in solo now, you can actually knock things out pretty quickly um, and get your loot and get moving. And on the PVP side, it also gets a lot more ships out there and a lot, a lot more folks out there to 
hunt and to do the reaping of things. And for me, that is quality. What they're doing right now in the updates is something that has been a long time coming. Um, It's something that has been needed for a long time. It's something, honestly, that shouldn't have waited this long. And when they brought the updates out originally to make these adjustments, they should have brought them out and then used the next few uh, months before the next major update to clean that stuff up before moving on. But that's not what we've seen, right? We've seen years and years of Sea of Thieves bringing out new content from tall tales to adventures to pirate's life to all of this stuff that has push the fog out. And so the fog's gone. It has adjusted the spawn locations of the Megalodon to make them very difficult to get. It has adjusted and broken the spawns of the Kraken, which some people um, don't complain about. But again, another worldly threat broken. It is, it is completely broken. The world event system where world events will stay up for God knows how long. Um, and, and people weren't doing them because they were challenging. Um, they weren't quick. Um, and all that stuff. These changes that they're making now should have been rolled out throughout the entirety of the update time frame. So, right, you get a three month, a four month season or major update. The rest of that time should have been very, very focused on cleaning that stuff up and it hasn't been. So now they have to take the time to actually go back in time and fix these things, right? Um, and that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Not good that it took them so long, but it's a good thing that they're actually taking the time to adjust it. That is quality. Quantity is what a lot of people want. A lot of the vocal folks are complaining about season nine because the update only brought them one new piece of content. The one new piece of content is the, the chest of fortune. That is their new piece of content. It added a couple more commendations, um, some of which are based on, you know, old things like the Reaper's chest, right? But the new content, the actual like pixels that Sea of Thieves has put into this, this update was one chest and new commendations. That is the content, if you will, that they have put in. And that's how... And again, don't take offense to this if you're one of these people, but that's the shallow minded look at this is that, oh, there's nothing going on in Sea of Thieves. There's nothing to do in Sea of Thieves. They didn't put any season nine sucks because there's no content. In fact, in a podcast, another Sea of Thieves podcast that I listened to, they literally said season nine of Sea of Thieves will go down as the worst season in Sea of Thieves history because there's nothing to do and there was nothing added. And I listened to that and I wish I was on that panel of that podcast because I would have completely turned it the other way and said, if you think that season nine has no content, if you think that season nine has nothing to do, then you're not paying attention. You've got blinders on you. You are not paying attention to the place that this game is in. They got a lot of stuff to do right now. You've got world events, which are quicker, faster, and more lucrative as ever. You've got plenty of ships on the server where the, the server feels more alive, where there could be five, six ships fighting over a fort of the dam, fighting over a fort of fortune. Oh, one other piece of new content, the Skull of Destiny. Forgot about that, which I love. Skull of Destiny chest. Those are the two new items. 
But to say that season nine is one of the worst seasons that Sea of Thieves has ever had, I have, I welcome you to go back and look at some of the past seasons that Sea of Thieves has done. Even seasons which have added a ridiculous amount of new stuff. I would venture to say that season nine beats a lot of those seasons. It's not going to come close to season three with Pirate's Life. It's just not right. Nothing is going to compete with a Pirate's Life. I don't think Sea of Thieves will ever have another um, um, update that competes with a Pirate Life. And if they do, holy shit, you know, but to compare season nine with other adventure or with other seasons and saying it's one of the worst, you're not paying attention to the game. This game has felt many times in the past year to be dead. And when I say dead, I'm not saying that, you know, there's not a lot of Sea of Thieves shot contests going on. There's not a lot of community days going on. That stuff is going on and you will see spike and, and player base right there. But players come in, they bum, bum rush the, the new th- pixels that have been added and then they log out and then you've got two and a half months of stale time um, each season this season doesn't feel like that servers have been populated they're staying populated people are playing and there's a lot i mean a lot of things that you can go do now again some people are driven by the pixels Right. Some people are driven. They need that new pixel to to chase after. They need that chest. They need that skull. They need that new voyage. They need the adventure, whatever the case may be. They need the game to literally slap on their screen. Hey, this is the new pixels we've added, and this is where you go and get them. Right. Some people need that type of guidance. But if your critique of season nine is there's nothing new you're not paying attention. You're not paying attention. The quality of life changes has reinvigorated this game in the time that I've played this game. Adventure has never felt more alive. It has never felt more exciting. It has never felt more populated than it does right now. Every single time I've logged in, mind you, I haven't had a chance to to really play much in the past couple, like week, week and a half uh, because of everything going on. But every week that I've logged in, I haven't even sat there and said, oh, I played Sea of Thieves yesterday with my friends. Hmm. Uh, I think I'll play World of Warcraft today or I'll play Destiny today or hmm, maybe I'll play Magic the Gathering today. No. I've had so much fun with season nine, regardless if I'm playing with friends or not, that I want to play Sea of Thieves when I have the chance. Now, do I still play Destiny and do I still have a lot of catch up to do in Destiny right now? Absolutely. And I'm going to be putting a lot of my stream time um, and my game time during this concert thing to try to catch up on Destiny uh, because Destiny has a more, you know, harder system to keep up. Like you have to actually play catch up in destiny and stay ahead of the curve in destiny. Uh, in, in order to be competitive where sea of thieves doesn't have that. So I can log into sea of thieves and dick around and have a good time. Um, and then log out and I won't be behind anyone, right? Unless there's a time limited event going on, which there's not right now. So I'm not going to be behind. Um, so I want to play sea of thieves right now. People want to play Sea of Thieves right now. That is what quality does. 
quality, making the game cleaner, making the game more accessible, making the game feel more alive. That is quality. And I hate to tell you, I don't think there's many people out there in the general pop general population of Sea of Thieves that wouldn't take the feeling of Sea of Thieves right now over the the captaincy update. You can't tell me. You cannot tell me that season 7 made the game feel as good as it does right now just with captaincy. Captaincy had a lot of pixels to get, right? People logged in, but it didn't last long. It didn't last long because there were still world events were challenging as hell um, for, for solo players. They were, they were not balanced. World events weren't working properly. Megs weren't spawning properly. Krakens weren't spawning properly. Servers were literally dead. You cannot tell me that Sea of Thieves in Season 9 is not way better than what it was in Season 7. And Season 7 added a crap ton of content. Let's look at Season 8. Season 8 was a revolutionary update for Sea of Thieves. It had the on-demand PvP hourglass dive. That's it. That was incredible. I didn't partake in it because of some of the other issues and that I have, but I played a little bit and I had fun um, when things were working properly, but adventure was dead because everyone was doing hourglass. People are still doing hourglass. Hourglass is still very much alive now in season nine, but you can't tell me the servers don't feel more alive and populated. And there's more stuff to get your fingers in than there was in season eight. I would say the opposite of that other podcast and no disrespect to them, but I would say that season nine is one of the best updates that CS thieves has had to date. And I know a lot of people say that this is a, this is a uh, tip of the cap back to shrouded spoils. I think I wasn't playing at the time, Um, but a tip of the cap back there. I don't, I don't care if it's a tip of the cap back there. Sea of Thieves is now, that is in the past, right? We are now looking at where Sea of Thieves in the future is. And season nine, in my opinion, has been one of the best seasonal updates since they started seasons. Keeping Pirate's Life out of the equation. There was no new pixels added except a skull and a chest. and, And the impact that the changes they made on the seas is incredible. It's incredible. And if you're a player out there that you are not quite sure about coming back or, you know, you listen to the show just to keep up to date on Sea of Thieves, I adventure you. I, I, I implore you, log back into the game and see how populated the servers are. See how much better the game feels. See how m- much more fun you'll have because now doing a world event isn't going to take you five hours. Right. It's not going to take you 45 minutes. Never. To, if, it, if a world event took you five hours, that is a battle, man. But it's not going to take you 45 minutes or 30 minutes. It's going to take you 15, 20 minutes to get any of the world events done solo. Get your loot and go. Or if you're a reaper, go out and hunt. There's going to be plenty of ships out there. Get back in there. Get back in there. This is one of the best updates that Sea of Thieves has done since season started. And I don't put in the comments. Tell okay. This is this is going to invite a whole lot of garbage. But I don't care. Put in the YouTube comments, send me an email 
pirate talk radio podcast at gmail.com or join the discord and come to the, uh, the sea of thieves channel. Tell me season three is off limits. You can't say season three. If you say season three, you're a jerk. Um, so season three is off limits. Season one, two, four, five, six, seven, eight. Tell me which one of those is better and made the game feel more alive than season nine. Tell me which one of those for the duration of the season. Again, we still have more of season nine. I'm sure there's going to be population downgrade, but at this point right now, a lot of the servers would feel dead in previous seasons. Why? Because people were done with the new content, the new pixels. So tell me which season in your opinion is a better update than season nine. When we're talking about the error of uh, seasonal error, era, error, era, the seasonal era, which of the one, two, four, five, six, seven, eight is better than season nine and why, and your, why better be good. Your, why better tell me how this, how your particular chosen best season that's better than nine, why it's better. How did it make the servers feel more alive? How did it make the game feel better? I I would venture to guess there's probably some of you out there who could come up with a really good argument, and I want to hear it, and I want to go over it next week. Uh, so I'll pick the best ones that I see, uh, and I'll go over it next week. But in my opinion, Season 9 is the best season that Sea of Thieves has had, except for Season 3, and we always know why Season 3 is better. official sea of thieves podcast is out um they were again a little inconsistent which is normal for them um they were doing well for a while now logan and i have talked about this several times they do so well for a while and then they just kind of like i don't i don't even know what happens they just kind of like disappear you know what i mean like they do they do so well uh for so long um and and then they just then, then they just disappear. And then they come back and they're like, "Yeah, it's it's been a minute." Well, yeah, it's been a minute. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um a new crew. Um familiar faces, right? There were some familiar faces that we see, Joe Neat, um um the two uh, the, Mr. and Mrs. Preston and uh, our, our our lovely um our com- a lovely uh manager of of community Christine. And it was it was a different vibe, right? We didn't have Mike. Um we didn't have um um uh, John we had McMurtry. Um, it was a different vibe. Um, and what I liked about this vibe was it was a different perspective and a different approach. Um, and it felt nice. Um, it really, truly, in my opinion, felt nice. And why I say that is instead of getting the typical, um, instead of getting a lot of the typical, uh, uh, discussions that we normally get, um, with, um, the typical crew, we got a little bit deeper dive into some of the history, um, some of the, the reasonings for season nine, um, some of the direction that the team has taken over the years on a development side and some of the design choices, cause 
considering we had two of the lead designers, um, the two Prestons. So it was really nice. And, and overall, um, they said they were very pleased with season nine. Now I'm going to nitpick here for a second because you know me, um, that's what I do. The one thing that I didn't hear them say that I wanted to hear them say was simple. We're cleaning up the game because we missed it the first time. Like they, they, they hit around the bush. Oh yeah. We really wanted to make this improvement. We really wanted to make this balancing change. We wanted to do this. We, they beat around the bush, but they never came up and said, they never came out and said when we released updates throughout the year, they were fun. They were exciting. Players enjoyed them. But they were compounded on top of issues, which made more issues. And we're going back now. We're going back in time and cleaning up a lot of the issues that we have caused to make the game cleaner. That's all. I just wanted to hear them say that. I wanted to hear them take ownership that we are aware that you want new content. We are aware that you want new pixels. But But we needed to take this time. And we need to do, we need to clean house. We need to go back and make sure things were, were properly baked. We wanted to make sure that the, the spider webs and spaghetti mess was starting to get untangled and all of the dust and grime that's just laying around the code gets swept up a little bit, right? They've got a long way to go. They're, they're not, they're not like cleaning everything all at once They're but this is a good first step for them. And they're going to continue to do it over season nine. But what I really wanted to hear them say is we're going back and cleaning up things that we should have done originally. That's what I wanted to hear. And Mike, uh, Mike Chapman on Twitter. Um, I think I mentioned this in a previous episode that when I called this season nine back in the oven, he liked that because he made a similar, uh, uh, comment because I always say that a sea of thieves oftentimes brings us updates, which are half baked. And this is their opportunity to go back in the oven and clean this stuff up. Make sure the meat is fully cooked, if you will. Um, and I really wanted to hear the designer say that I really wanted to hear Joe say that, um, I didn't get it and that's fine. It's, it's okay. But I really wanted to hear them say that, but what I really enjoyed hearing, and I could see this, if you go on social media, if you're a social media person, if you go on social media in general, the feedback is very positive. People are enjoying, and I will say it, how it was quoted on the official sea of thieves podcast and how I've been saying it, the seas feel more alive and I, and, and they, they confirmed it. That in general, the feedback is very positive and they're seeing it across the board in the numbers of players playing at any given time. That's success right there. That's success. Now they need to keep it going, right? They need to keep season nine going. And I think they will. They, 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 they said the right things on the podcast, um, to make me feel confident that it's, it's going to continue. So that's good. Um, I had a, I had a conversation with one of my favorite streamers and he's dibbled and dabbled into sea of thieves, um, for a very long time. But I personally, uh, I, I personally find, um, him a very attractive person, one and a good hearted person. I'd never met him in person. Um, but I, I think he's a very good hearted person. I've had a couple interactions with him, um, in DMS and, and also on Twitter, but 
uh, Key in this. If you've never seen Key's streams, uh, he often does Day by, Dead by Daylight. He does a lot of cosplaying. Um, he also does um, Sea of Thieves. Uh, what was the other game that he was he was uh, playing? Crap, I don't remember. Um, but he's got a, a little bit of variety. But his his heart and soul has always been with Sea of Thieves. But with how the game is and how the game was, he's kind of pulled back away from the game, and I can't blame him. Um, when you when you're a streamer um, like myself or whatever, you you know, and and your your audience is looking for certain things, and the game is just not speaking to you. The game is not enjoyable to you to log in every single day. It, you know, for some people, that grind gets difficult. It's a little different if you're making a lot of money um, on stream and then obviously the money is telling you you got to keep doing that. But if you're, you know, a mid-tier streamer, if you're a, a lower or smaller uh, streamer and the money isn't paying your bills, it's, it's quite easy to be like, I'm just going to play things that I enjoy. Well, I saw um, Key uh, uh, tweet um, that he was thinking about diving back in to see if Thieves because he wanted to check out Season 9. And I just made mention that the seas feel more alive. And now you don't need to depend on diving in order to get content. You don't need to depend on, on you know, whatever to get content. Just sail around. There's going to be plenty of reaping you can do. There's going to be plenty of tucks you can do. There's going to be plenty of steals that you can do if you're a PvP player. Or if you're a PvE player and just want to chill out, there's going to be plenty of that. Just be aware that the seas are more alive and therefore the threat of another player is very, very real right now. And so I suggested that. And we had a little back and forth on Twitter just saying, yeah, man, I, I think I will try that out. And I offered to play with him if he, if he had interest. And his stream schedule is a little different than mine. It, it, his overall, I think, schedule in life is a bit different than mine, even though we are in the same um, um, the same time zone. Um, he's more of a night owl, I believe. But, um, but I, I've seen him recently back in the season. He's having a lot of fun. And that's the thing he's, he took a multi-month break because season nine, he, he, or season eight, he played a lot of hourglass and it just got repetitive and boring. And I don't, I don't blame him. Right. I thought the hourglass, because I couldn't play with some of my friends because I don't play as much as them, um, was just unfair. And it was, it was circular and just, Oh, it was a snooze fest. And I know a lot of people had a lot of good time with it, and that's great. And I thought that it was a gr good improvement to give that on-demand PvP. But after a while, you just get tired of it. Just like anything, you just get tired of it. So that was just a, a story that I saw that shows that Season 9 is a huge success, and people are enjoying it. And there's plenty of things to do, and it's bringing players back and keeping players this time. Because I've seen Key stream Sea of Thieves now multiple times, um, along with a couple of his other games. But, um, oh, uh, the other one, Grand Theft Auto RP. He does that as well. So go check out Key, uh, Key and Dis. Uh, if, if, if you don't, uh, if you're not already aware of key smaller streamer, uh, not as big as the beards or uh, boxy or pace or any of that. Uh, but a very quality streamer has a lot of good time, uh, a lot of fun. Uh, and, and you know, if, if, if you're into cosplays, follow, uh, his Instagram and stuff like that, this did not, you know, trying not to push someone else's content, but you know what? Um, I like key. So there you go. 
but yeah, it's just it really is a testament to to what the developers was saying on this official Sea of Thieves podcast that the overall reception of season nine is good. Um, they were happy about doing season nine um, because that's what was needed, right? this wasn't the time to add a new world event or this wasn't the time to add a new um, battle or raid or whatever the next new content pixel thing is going into the game. It would be great, but this was the time to to take a step back, clean things up before the next big thing. And, and I'm in agreement with uh, uh, several other uh, um, people along with Captain Logan that the next big thing is coming very soon. Um, in fact, we believe it's going to be coming in season nine. So it's good that they took a, a step back, um, got things on the, 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 the bend, right? Fixing things up. Um, in order to move forward with um, season 10 and what we feel um, is going to to be very big. For all you mystery lovers, the mystery is coming. The mystery is on its way. Um, It is not uh, confirmed in-game yet. Um, It has been confirmed that it'll be a both in-game and out of game experience, just like before, which is a little bit disappointing to me. Um, it's a little bit disappointing to me. Uh, I just want to see how they do it because Joe said it'll be very different this time. Um, so I'm anxious. I'm, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, I want to see how it turns out. Um, but um, that he said it would be different and I trust him. But I'm really hoping they don't put a lot of emphasis on the out-of-game thing because that's that's where I think they lost people um, in the last mystery. They forced people out there on retweets and likes and, and shares and, and the social media grind where not everyone is into social media. And now more and more things, you know, toxicity and, and junk out in social media and stuff. Even myself, I find myself trying to avoid social media as much as possible. Um, so I don't blame people for not wanting to be in social media. And it does kind of, unfortunately, leave adventures or the left the first mystery delayed and too long and not connected feeling the ending was cool. If you haven't done the ending, I strongly suggest, uh, um, um, you know, doing it because I believe it's still in the game and you can still do that, but it just, it didn't feel good. So I'm hoping what they do this time, um, will change some of that up. Um, and we'll see how they kind of do the in-game, out-of-game experience um, and see if it's better this time. Now, what I will say, it hasn't been put in the game yet. And Joe made mention that the reason it hasn't won the game yet um, is they have some legal things to look through uh, to make sure they can do it, which usually means they're going to be using some sort of external IP that's not just sea of thieves. Um, and they have to make sure everything crosses all the T's dots, all the I's. So obviously, you know, if it was an IP that they use or that they own, that's one thing. Um, if it's Disney, that's another thing right now it is Canon. Um, but in the, and I assume when they did the pirate's life, they had an agreement to only do the pirate's life and that any future things would require, you know, sitting down and discussing how the different things are used because Disney is very focused on their characters and the brand image. Right. So 
It could be a Disney thing um, in the next mystery. Hell, we can look outside of that and say maybe it's a Black Flag thing. Maybe it's um, another video game. Um, who knows? There's a, a, endless possibilities of things that Sea of Thieves could tap into. Their creativity is endless. But there's an infinite possibility of things that they could reach out to um, that would work well in Sea of Thieves. Um, that would require, obviously, a legal approval um, or to make sure that if they do something, um, they're not going to be, you know, legal teams aren't going to come after them, right? They want to make sure whatever they put out there um, is is legally sound. So, so hopefully we'll see the new uh, mystery soon, um, the start of it. Um, but it does appear that it is going to be something that's outside of the realm of rare um, as far as maybe characters or storylines or, or, or something like that um, that does require some approvals um, with some different organizations. So that's exciting, um, right? The first crossover we really had was Disney, um, and that was huge and very successful. Um, so I'm anxious to see who this is with um, being that they have to have some sort of legal approval. So that's super, super duper exciting. Um, and I hope you all are excited for that. I know the mystery isn't, uh, uh really up my alley and my style of, of thing that I, I enjoy doing. Um, but I will definitely be following it. Um, I'll definitely be taking part in the in-game side of it. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see what they have up their sleeve, but hearing, um, Joe say that there's some legal things they're working through on it. That really excites me because that usually means a cross partnership, um, somewhere and with someone. Um, the last thing that they really brought up in the, uh, sea of thieves official podcast was the community weekend. Um, apparently that was a out like just an outstanding success. And I would say I enjoyed it very, very much. Um, and they said that they're working on continuing that where maybe in the future, instead of a community day, every single one's going to be a community weekend. And they also talked about utilizing the adventure levers, right? They, they have things in the game, but you can't see them. They flip the lever and then it's in the game and they flip the lever and it's in the game, right? That's how they control the ancient skelly spawns, um, the spawn rate, etc. So uh, hearing them say that they're trying to explore more ways to use those adventure levers um, with community day, along with potentially extending the community day for an entire weekend every single time. That's super exciting. Community day is always fun across the game, across the board. It's just a great time. It's a great time to play Sea of Thieves, regardless of what you enjoy in the game. So I really hope they 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 continue to build on the, the weekend thing. I don't think it needs to be more than two days. I think community weekend is fine. It allows people to, to, um, if they can't get there for day one, they can maybe day, day two. If they can't do day two, they can do day one. So it allows folks to at least partake. I don't think it should be any more than a weekend. Um, and, and obviously we see it, you know, once a season, um, I, and I just hope that they, they really focus on that. So people can take part in it if they're traveling or, or maybe they have an event to do on one day and they miss out on it because it is a really good time. Um, I was surprised because I honestly thought the photo wall was super stupid. Um, I didn't think that that was something that deserved a lot of development time because people, there's plenty of scenic places, uh, to take pictures of all over 
University of Thieves. And just to, to spend development time to pop up a photo wall um, on new, new Golden Sands, I thought that was silly. However, on the flip side, it was very successful. And they had ridiculous amounts of people doing the photo wall. I mean, my crew, we even went over and took a picture there. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, Patty uh, has not sent me uh, that picture yet. Upset. Uh, Patty. I need that picture. Um, but, uh, but even little things like that, that I might think isn't a, a worthy use of development time, I guess seems to be they're 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 hitting the ball. They're, they're hitting the ball out of the park right now, uh, for a baseball reference. Um, and, and people really enjoyed the photo wall. So if, it, if, if, if look, I am a numbers driven person. If the number says it works, then keep doing it right. Because we want the game to stay healthy. We want people to be playing as much as possible. If it's working and keeping the game healthy, do not stop and keep innovating on those particular themes, which are getting people engaged. That's what we want. That is what we want. Another topic of conversation that uh, I, I got into on Twitter um, is about the rat. So I don't know how many of you guys have been following this rat. Um, but over the uh, the past couple of weeks, um, the CFD's been releasing pictures. And in these pictures, there's a rat. And this rat has green eyes. Um, and, I, and I know Captain Falcor has talked about it. And I know Captain Logan has talked about it. And I made my prediction on, on Twitter. So everyone's like, what is this rat? What does it mean? Is it the, you know, Captain Logan had a great episode talking about the plague. Well, the bubonic plague, if they do the bubonic plague in some way, it doesn't make sense in Sea of Thieves. The bubonic plague was gone um, pretty much by this point in history. Um, that That's something that really affected the ancient world, the, the ancient uh, uh, civilizations. There were other things that affected the, the, the sailors and the colonies, um, things like smallpox, um, things like dysentery, um, things like syphilis, um, things like that. Those are the type of diseases and things um, that really plagued the sailors and plagued the communities um, of like Nassau or or what would be New Golden Sands if we're talking about Sea of Thieves. That's what plagued the sailors. That's what that's what really the big ones. Dysentery um, um, was the big one. Syphilis was was one. Um, Blackbeard, for example, um, was was unfortunately went mentally insane because of syphilis, but dysentery was the big one. Um, obviously on land you had the smallpox and, and malaria and stuff like that, but, but dysentery was the big one, um, that, that caused issues. So I don't necessarily think the rat, um, is any reference to a plague or any reference to, um, the bubonic plague or some sort of disease that is going to sweep across the sea of thieves that we now have to deal with. Here is my take on it. So in the last adventure, yes, remember back the last adventure when we were, when we were, um, um, you know, doing the whole Briggsy thing. Um, and the, throughout the adventure, there has been reference that there is a rat or a traitor. I'll say a spy slash traitor, uh, in the guardians of fortune in terms of a spy or a traitor, a lot of times the, I guess, nickname for a spy or a traitor is a rat, right? They're, they're, they're sneaking around in the darkness. They're scurrying about, um, you know, they're dirty and plague ridden is a rat. 
I think the green eyes signify that that is the rat. Not necessarily. Maybe he's got a shape shifting form or something like that. I I don't know. Maybe it's a ghost that that can can go inside a rat. I I don't know. Maybe it's just a, a symbol. Who knows? But I think that rat is a reference to. I think the mystery or I think maybe the next adventure where we're starting to uncover who that traitor is, who is the spy within the Guardians of Fortune, because that that's never been solved. It's been mentioned. Uh, the Servant of Flame mentioned it when they were talking about the Sword of Souls and it being corrupted. You know, I believe that um, the Dark Brethren mentioned it. So there is very much a traitor um, and, or a spy inside the Guardians of Fortune. And it just makes sense um, that a rat symbol of traitor or spy with green eyes, green glow is the Guardians of Fortune. It just makes sense that Rare is hinting at maybe soon we will start to uncover who the traitor is, who the spy is in the Guardian of Fortune. Uh, I hope that's where we're going. Um, I, I, I haven't really seen many videos. I haven't watched Falcor's video. I know Logan and I talked briefly, but that's kind of my theory on it. I don't think it has anything to do with disease or plague or anything like that. That again, if it does, I'll be a little upset on it because it doesn't make sense in terms of history. Um, I know Logan really wants plague doctor stuff in here, um, which would be a cool cosmetic. It doesn't make sense in terms of history though. Um, uh, it just, it just doesn't, uh, it, it plague doctors were of the ancient world. They were of the time of ancient Rome, um, and things like that were, were in the, in the, um, in the, the middle ages and things like that, uh, dark ages of, of, of Europe, um, not in the time of, of the age of exploration, right? We're talking middle ages, dark ages, um, we're talking Renaissance, you know, those are olden times. We're talking about the age of exploration past the age of exploration, actually, because we're talking past the times of Magellan and Columbus and court, you know, we're talking about Cortez conquering the, 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 the Aztecs, you know, we're talking about after that, right? The chest of gold, Aztec gold, cursed gold, right? We're talking about after that. The new world has been discovered, right? The colonies have been set up. Nassau is most likely there. We're talking about entering the golden age of piracy. This is long after the dark ages, long after the Renaissance, long after, you know, all that. We're, we're talking the end of the age of exploration, uh, naval exploration around the world. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about the end of that, right? The, the, the world has been discovered, if you will, at this point, at least the shores. Um, so we're talking the end of the age of exploration, um, and moving on, um, from there. So I don't think it has anything to do with plague. I really think it's more of a, a tip of the cap slash a, 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 a nod to, we're going to start learning more about this traitor or this rat in the guardians of fortune. The last thing I kind of want to, um, touch on is actually live service games. And you know what? We're going to save this for next week. So what I, and, and, and I'll just give you a little teaser. How's that? I'll give you a little teaser. There are a lot of live service games out there. There's world of Warcraft. There's final fantasy 14. There's guild wars. There's destiny Two. there's planet side Two. There's a lot of live service games out there. Live service games, meaning you log into a server. The servers are up roughly 24 seven. You can log in at any time. 
And it's not like a matchmaking system like Counter-Strike or like Overwatch, right? Those aren't live service games. The servers are up, but they're not live service games because you enter a match and you're done. Not a live service game. World of Warcraft, MMORPGs, MMO games like that. See if these fit into that live service model um, right there, a game as a service. Um, And so... I want to dive into that a little deeper, and I want to start talking about, because I've played Final Fantasy XIV, I've played World of Warcraft for years, I play Destiny 2 right now, and obviously I love and play Sea of Thieves. I want to talk about where we are as a live service game in the gaming industry, Um, and I want to talk about how Sea of Thieves fits into that, and when I want to talk about that, are they... Are they innovating and being successful at live service or are they still trying to figure it out? Um, Because some of these games have been around way longer than Sea of Thieves, but are still having troubles. And I think it's an industry standard of having troubles um, being a developer of a, of a live service game, just because of everything that gets into that. So that'll be next week. We'll talk about live service games, um, that I've uh, partaken in and we'll kind of rank sea of thieves and see where we feel that sea of thieves fits in, um, to performance and, and the live service world. Are they one of the best? Are they middle of the road? Or are they one of the worst when it comes to that? But that'll be next week. I think that's a good teaser, right? Good teaser. Guys, thank you very much for listening. I appreciate it very, very much. If you haven't done so already, please go over to the YouTube, Pirate Dog Radio on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button, even if you don't watch on YouTube. Please just do it for me. I appreciate it. If you haven't also done so already, please leave a rating on the podcast. Please make it five stars and add a nice comment to me. My socials, including Twitter, email, and Discord are all in the show notes for you to come in and interact with the wonderful community we have here, asking me questions, submitting topics, whatever the case may be, please do. I love to talk to you. I love to hear from you. It really means a lot to me. Um, It really, really does. But guys, take care of yourselves and each other, and I will see you next time on Pirate Talk Radio.